Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Entering in the final hour of today's show. Be heading to the Amway Center in a bit. You'll hear a magic monologue from Mike Tazi as we get you set for another night of magic hoops with the Oklahoma City Thunder in town. Welcome back to the show. You can always text us and be involved in everything we do at 50857. Now, every once in a while, we like to do this. And with so many people really checking in on the NBA for the first time this season, as hard as that is to believe for us because we are such big basketball nerds on this show, uh, but many people believe that the season doesn't start until Christmas. And so if that's the case, that means, hey, the season just started like 10 days ago for you. What an exciting time to be alive. For those individuals, Tazi, and for others that just want to catch up on where we're at, let's give them a, um, it's almost like a State of the Union game show that we've got here for where we're at in the NBA and how we're going to project things moving forward. I can appreciate that. Hit me with the music. We will, of course, start with our favorite conversation as it pertains to single individual athletic performances in uh, our favorite basketball league, and that is the NBA MVP. Rather than asking you who is at the top, I'm going to load the question up by saying, give me your top three NBA MVPs as of January 4th, 2023. Oh, my God. I mean, this year has to be the hardest to pick from of all time, really, because everybody puts up insane MVP numbers every night. But I did whittle it down. I've been critical of him getting the MVP in the past, but if you've been giving Nikola Jokic the MVP these last bunch of years, how could you not give it to him this year? He's averaging 25-11 and nearly 10 assists a game, nearly a triple-double. The Nuggets are number one in the West. I mean, if you're going to stay consistent, it's got to be Jokic again. So I think Jokic is definitely on the list. Um but who else is on there? Because I asked specifically for a top three. Right. I gave it to Jokic. If it's not him, I mean, Kevin Durant averaging 29, 7, mm. and 5. The Nets have won 12 straight. I'm not a big Brooklyn Nets guy, but, you know, they're they're doing it right now. They're a half game out of the East. He's leading the wins. He's carried that team without Kyrie, with Kyrie. They got kind of a weird roster, too, and he's been the guy every night. So I uh, got to give Kevin Durant a lot of credit. Everybody else is tied for third. I guess I'll <laughs> give it to, uh, man, I mean, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Ja Morant. You haven't Donna even named Mitchell. my guy yet. You, that, this guy? Is how, that's how crazy the NBA, oh, the, the NBA MVP hunt is this year. I think Luka's at the top of the list yeah, for Luka. me. Yeah, I, I, call, don't, I, I did call him the best offensive player on the planet earlier in the year. The Mavs are 22-16. and 16. I, I guess he, because I have everybody else tied for third, I'll... I'll side with Luka. I'm, I'm not even sure. It, it, would this team be the Rockets without Luka? Seriously. If he weren't on that team, they can get by for a game or two, but they would be pretty bad. Well, the Rockets at least have fun young prospects. The rest of that roster is just a bunch of journeyman-ish type yeah. players. So, yeah, I guess you're right about that. Luka, thank you for helping me out with number three. Yes, of course. I 
I don't like using that argument for MVP, but it is a fun part of the conversation to have. I don't give. I'm not going to give someone an, an MVP award in any sport because the rest of your team sucks. That that that's a really lame way of looking at it. But when you're when you're outstanding, that's part one, and then you can you can enter into those types of conversations. But I mean, Giannis, it's kind of tough to not have him. My top three personally is Luca. Jokic and Tatum, one, two, three. Best player on the best team needs to be part of that discussion. All of those guys, yeah, Kevin Durant's doing great things right now, and the Nets are rolling, and I'm sure they'll end up as an answer in one of the uh, upcoming questions we have here. Um, Giannis, it's kind of just hard to leave Donovan Mitchell out with what he's doing, but there's only one NBA MVP, and so when you think about it at the upper, upper echelon of who's really standing out, it's kind of Luka, Jokic, and then everybody else, even even though everybody else is making a good case. I mean, Luka deserves the MVP at some point, and you make yeah. a great case with the rest of that Mavs roster. Where are they? Kind of the basketball equivalent of wins above replacement. Luka's number would be top tier, I think. Yeah, no doubt. Same for Jokic, though. Okay, let's go the other way with it. Who's the best player on a bad team right now? So if we're talking about guys... This can't be someone that's in the hunt for an MVP because those guys, part of the reason they're in the hunt is that not only are they playing well, but their teams are performing well, and they're the biggest reason why. I'm talking about the teams that are at the bottom of the NBA in either conference who has the the sh- biggest shining star. I know who my answer I'm not even thinking of a secondary option. Right. You, you probably I, have I, the same answer as me. I mean, I think it's everybody's answer who pays attention to the NBA. He's on the team that the Magic are playing against tonight. It's Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and mm. the Thunder. And then I would go LeBron, Trey Young after him. Okay. I had LeBron as my answer to the question as he continues his chase for Kareem. He's um, only 484 points away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that it's well within reason to think with how bad their team is this year. They're 16-21. and 21. They have the same record as the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a Crazy. team that is not in line to be that bad. There's a good chance they just shut him down once he gets past that mark. They just go, you know, let's not waste his minutes. LeBron, really? Yeah. I mean, he's still the draw for the Lakers, though. What other reason would you have to tune in maybe, on TV to see the Lakers or go to what I want to keep calling Staples Center? Maybe he would shut it down. Maybe I worded that wrong. There you go. Okay, I'm good. You guys suck. I'm going home. Thank I know you. it's very much heavy lifting, but maybe Anthony Davis will be back at some point, so he'll have a little bit of help. Or, or maybe they'll mortgage the entire future and go out and get marginal yeah, guys. Maybe. I'm not even sure they have a future to mortgage. Right. Which team has been the most pleasant surprise to this point in the season? I think this is pretty easy, and it's a, it's two teams that have made a big trade with each other last year. It's the Kings and the Pacers. DeMontis Sabonis, Tyrese Halliburton have those franchises moving up. So as far as teams that we expected absolutely nothing from, I think you're 100% right. And if we're catching people on, uh, up on what they've missed to this point in the year, if you just checked in on the NBA, those two teams have to be at the top of the conversation. For me, I would kind of veer off a little bit, and the way I would answer the question is is a lot of people wouldn't view this as pleasant. They're probably the NBA's heels. But I think the Brooklyn Nets have mm. become the surprise, the pleasant surprise, because they've become all about basketball. They moved off of Steve Nash. Jacques Vaughn's got him rolling right yeah. now. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving seem like that's all they care about is hooping. 
And this is all we've been wanting when, uh, since this team got together was what do they look like if they all just care about basketball? They're starting to win games. They were 9-11 and 11 to start this year. Crazy, since, right? Since then, they're 16-1. and one. I, That, to me, sounds like a pleasant surprise. But, yeah, you can't go can't answer a question like that without mentioning what the Pacers and Kings are doing. I mean, the Nets definitely came to mind. They're a surprise because they started 9-11, but I still think a lot of people even took them to win the championship before the season. So them being good at this point in the season isn't an incredible surprise, but if you followed the first 20 games, it it is. And everything that went on with Kyrie. I mean, we were talking about him never playing for the Nets ever again, and now all of a sudden they're the hottest team in the NBA. Not even close. Similar question, which team that is overperforming expectation, and we might end up mentioning those same two teams right here, will fall back down to earth as we get deeper into 2023? Well, I'm a big Pelicans guy. Zion's out three weeks with a hamstring. Very concerned about him being able to keep that body healthy. But they still have enough depth, so I don't think they're going to fall off the boat. Uh, The New York Knicks. I mean, (laughs) the Knicks have been pretty good for stretches, but they're so dramatic in every way. It's... If anyone could have a collapse that's in a playoff positioning situation, it's the New York Knicks. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I would go with the Indiana Pacers, though. That looks like a team to me that's playing way above their heads. They've got a lot of young pieces, and they're probably going to be sellers. So Buddy Heald, Miles Turner could be off that team. They're not in position to be where they're at. They're in this sixth spot right now. They weren't really... That wasn't their objective going into the season. And, they're, of course, they're not going to tell you that. But in terms of just watching the roster construction, they weren't ready for that. They were Very actually – Indiana was trying to get away from being the team that was always the sixth seed, and yet here they are doing all of the things that you need to do to not be the sixth seed, yet they're still the sixth seed. So they're going to make sure they get away from that. You're probably right about that. I mean, ahead of schedule, if you can be the sixth seed as a rebuilding version with a ton of youth, I think you're in a good spot. But, yeah, now that I think of it, they do sell off Miles Turner, Buddy Yield, but I'm not sure they're going to. It seems like Yield's finally kind of fit in on a team. He gets to shoot a lot of threes. They have a crazy style of play. Maybe Turner gets dealt, but uh, I, for some reason, think they might hang around. Tyrese Halliburton, a lot of fun to watch. He's if you guys reason. haven't checked in on him yet. Which of these tough-to-trust teams is more likely to string together a finals run? We'll go with the Brooklyn Nets, who have it rolling right now, but things can always get weird in Brooklyn. Or the L.A. Clippers, who are um, quietly 21-18, and 18, a middle-of-the-road team. But when, Ky- when Kawhi and Paul George are out on the floor together, they are one of the best teams in the NBA. Ah, oh, man, the Clips. I mean, they have a ton of vets. They do have depth. Uh, Ty Lue is a pretty good coach because I'm sleeping on them. Maybe they have a chance to do something. I know Raheem Palmer liked them before the season, but I don't know. I think continuity really matters, and what are the Nets doing right now? Continuing to win games. They seem like they have a formula. It's a regular season formula. I still wonder about them in the postseason because I just don't feel like maybe I've been watching them as closely lately, but when it gets real gritty, still feel like they're ultimately built on offense, but give me the Nets. The Nets have been been playing better defensively. The yeah. problem with picking the Nets, then I think the Nets are better than the Clippers because of the presence of Kevin Durant, but they're in the East, and it's going to be really hard to make it out of the East. Oh, there, awesome. there are like five teams that are going to be legit contenders to make it out. If you get hot in the West, that might be all it takes to get to the finals. So I think if you're answering who could be who could make it to the finals, the answer is the Clippers. If you're saying who has the potential to win it all, the Nets probably have to be the answer. Quick so. sidebar: I do think it's the if if Jokic and the Nuggets can't make their big long run this year, I'm not sure when they're going to do it. It feels like it's finally maybe their time if they get home court throughout. 
that's trouble, thin air. I still think Memphis and is really tough on both sides of the court. John Morant probably deserves a little bit more MVP praise, even if the numbers aren't in line with some of these other guys. He's got that thing rolling down there. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I mean, the, the Western Conference playoffs is going to be great because it's you can make a case for like seven teams oh, yeah. by the time we get to the playoffs. Um, where were we at? Ah, here we go. Magic-related question. Name all of the teams in the Eastern Conference that the Magic are better than if and when they have a completely healthy roster. Well, the Hornets are pretty bad, and Coach Cliff admits they don't play defense, so i got to give it to them. Uh, I feel so bad for Cliff. Why did he take this job? Quite a situation there in Charlotte. The Raptors, I mean, the Magic beat them twice in a row at home a few weeks back, so i got to say the Magic can be better than them. The Bulls, they've beaten the Bulls, and I like how the Magic roster is constructed better than theirs. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks is kind of a an iffy one, but they play them close. That's maybe an, a tie right there. Mm. And I want to say the Pistons, but we're 0-2 against them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Head-to-head, uh, head-to-head battles don't favor the Magic. What about the Wizards? Uh, Wizards seem to have our number. We can't. We, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they have the formula because I think they could be a team that potentially sells off pieces, but uh, not not as of now. Yeah, the pieces they have it's sort of a hodgepodge group, but they they can score points. I I think it's Pistons. It's I would still say the Pistons. The Magic are still better than them. They just for whatever reason they lose. I mean, the Magic are one and zero against the Golden State Warriors this year. So you know, all, now, all that doesn't matter as much as we want it to. Um, the the Hornets definitely, the Raptors. Eh, I kind of struggle with that one because this I is like still a really good a roster. Yeah. Chicago, I'll give you Chicago. I think the Magic, fully healthy right now, could be better than Chicago. Feels like it's just a dead team to me. Yeah, I mean, if we go with head on, then I guess we're better than the Celtics. We're up two one go. in the season series. The Magic, self proclaimed <laughs> Eastern Conference champions here. Which team could shock us by becoming sellers at the deadline? So we've discussed some of the teams that we think could end up selling at the deadline, but is there a, is there a shocker, sleeper team out there that you think could make some moves based on the way the season's going? I don't know about a shocker or sleeper, but teams that aren't in the bottom-dwelling situation, Hawks and Wizards, I mean, Trey Young has been kind of rumored to be unhappy there, and they could get a lot for him, and they have more than just him to sell, even if they kept him other pieces and and same for the wizards it's a hodgepodge group kuzma's been having a pretty good year he could be attractive to say the la lakers porzingis i think he's a free agent soon so that could be a reason to trade him bradley beal's been in trade rumors for years so at some point i feel like the wizards could definitely blow it up i feel like the suns might take a look you know i just don't know how they do it because you don't trade a guy like devin booker they just signed on to keep DeAndre Aiden, even though you thought that they were going to let him walk for a deal in Indiana, and that, that that didn't happen when they went through restricted free agency. You can't trade Chris Paul. His contract's too big. It's uh, it's just not a tradable contract. I would say the Magic before Markel Fultz has kind of like yeah. made things settled down. Maybe getting OG vet version of Chris Paul at that bloated money, you know, it would be a new challenge for him. He'd have guys to pass it to. I don't know if we'd make the threes, but we still need a little bit more shooting. But, yeah, I mean, in a situation like that, Chris Paul could be tradable. But I 
I thought about the Suns. They just feel very top-heavy with Booker, CP, Aiton. Very much so. Their bench might be the worst in the NBA. Unsung heroes of the NBA season. Give me one guy that you think isn't getting the national acclaim that he deserves at this point in the season. It's got to be DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, the guy really puts in crazy numbers. He gets you points when you need him, most of all rebounds, and he can certainly pass it. And he's the leader of the Kings, and they've been overachieving. So I feel like haven't heard his name talked about a whole lot. Uh, you could go the Zion route, but now he's out with three weeks with the hamstring, and plus he is national acclaim. But he like he is, but he doesn't really get a whole lot of talk. Although they are talking about him <laughs> on ESPN right now, but it's because of an injury. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we talk too much about that when it comes to Zion. Shouts to Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. I think he deserves some acclaim here. He's right now in line to win Defensive Player of the Year, so he'll get his acclaim by the end of the year. I saw this stat out there. Memphis is number one in the league in, in holding teams to 50% shooting on twos this year. That is well above the league wow. average, but it gets even better. When Jaron Jackson is on the floor, it's 42.5% inside the arc. Stud. That is a stellar defense right there. And by the way, they play the Hornets tonight. And they uh, play the Magic tomorrow night. Yeah, Smack City. Uh, give me a give me a reason that NBA scoring is up without saying the phrase "no one plays defense." You're not allowed to say that phrase when describing why NBA points are up so much. Yeah, I definitely don't look at it that way. Um, in a pinch, defense is very important. It is more of an offensive oriented league, but it's a quicker game. There's more possessions. There's more shots. There's more threes. Uh, I do think threes have leveled. Out of, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't think it was as crazy as it was a few years ago, but one way or another, shots are being taken at a ridiculous clip, yeah. and one of the reasons you're seeing uh, crazy stat lines like we are. Skill is the highest level we've ever seen in this yeah. league right now, and I think this isn't anything that's brand new to the league, but it, I've just noticed it over the last couple seasons. Coaches don't care about possessing the shot clock anymore no at all no it's in fact it's go get yourself the quickest best shot you can that's yeah. really the mandate league-wide and you know i was just reading an article on orlando magic daily the other day about how the magic are actually best when they're good on defense and they go run and quickly get their buckets once they get stuck in the half court it gets a little messy so hopefully we have you nice and caught up on where we're at in the nba season up next sharp betting analysis in the nfl and nba coming up after this Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.